episode 153, March 3rd, 2021. I like you had a little um, additional percussion in that intro there, didn't you? Yeah, that's something. Yeah, you know, the bank, um, I don't know if the same is true um, at your bank where you bank in Portland, but like uh, we can't go on the lobby of the bank now for well over a year. So it's all drive-through. Right. Do, you, do, you, sure. do you go in the lobby? Um, yeah. You know, actually, I once I had to go get cash uh, for, I don't know, something or other. And yes, I was able to go in the lobby, and it was very odd. And I actually made a comment to the teller where I said, it's very weird being in a bank where I'm required to be wearing a mask over my face. And she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she kind of nervously laughed. <laughs> you can't even go in the lobby here. Yeah. I mean, um, which is cool. But like um, the interesting thing is during the pandemic, um, I've read a few things about how there's a shortage of change. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons is it's like guys like me have huge jars of coins because I, you can't <laughs> pour those into the thing. That, you can't go into the like, bank to return them. You have to make a special appointment, and that's you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done it once, so mm-hmm. like I have like, dude, I am rich, and it's all in ball jars. <laughs> I'm saying like, I'm saying like this dude. So so you're talking to you right now. So that was like, that was the percussion that you added to the intro. Was you shaking your money yes, jar? One of many. I'm gonna say I've like got at least three fifty and. Coins and like, of course, one of the biggest ripoffs in America is the Coinstar machine. You know that they, those things even still exist. The Coinstar machine, yeah, at grocery oh, stores. sure, sure. And they take like a large, like twelve. Yes, nine cents on the dollar. <laughs> so if you take it to the bank, then like you get all your money. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and if sometimes like something embarrassing comes out in there, like a toothpick or like you know whatever, or something you didn't know. Or some weird foreign coin, you know. It's always kind of exciting, but then like, and of course here we have a little contest. You guess how much is in the one ball jar, and Whitney <laughs> always wins, and I have to give her a dollar, you know. But um, yeah, um, life is particularly mundane. But so I so w- uh, uh, instead of shake your money maker, you're shaking your money keeper. I'm shaking my life savings, bro. <laughs> uh, On the Three Songs Pod. That's right. Three Songs Pod. Uh, I, as yeah. I said, episode 153. You're Bob Nastanovich. I'm Mike Hogan. Yeah. And we're going to play some music. Yeah. And you're going to start Mike it G. off. Hogan. Mike G. Hogan. Mike G. Hogan. You're going to start what is it. The deal? I think we should tell the listeners who, um, after 152 episodes here at the start of 153, what does the G stand for? I don't know. You don't know. You don't even know. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. I you don't, only know it. I don't think I've ever asked you before it's it's so i'll tell a weird little st- well i don't know maybe i shouldn't because it's sort of giving away well, let's tell later on the show just okay want to wait on the name well, you can wait on the you wait on the g we'll wait on the g you start it with some music and i'll tell a story later in fact maybe we'll reveal the g on the next show <laughs> and we'll have um <laughs> we'll the t- udo sours <laughs> and paul joss of the world our most devoted <laughs> friend friends and fans and the great Dimitri, yeah, Samarov. and Eric Bartlam, and, and yeah, the the fifteen yeah. to thirty regular listeners we have, we'll, we'll keep them on the edge of their seats. And it's just <laughs> yeah, just like pavement, it's all dudes, but like um, that's cool. Um, 
Anyways, um, I'm going to take us to, what's my favorite city? Hull. Yeah, Hull. And what city do I miss the most? Hull. That's the one, yeah. And um, so um, about, I would say about three and a half years ago, it was just like a cold, damp Thursday night. Because I usually don't get to go there until late autumn. And I go for as long as I can can stay. Um, and thanks to my dear friends, Arch and Chess, they always give me a great place to crash in their house. And they, I, they said, what's going on? They said, well, I mean, we can go see this band. Um, I'm not sure if they're your cup of tea, but um, they don't play very often. And it's a band called Pearl's Cabra. And so I went to my favorite, not that cheap thing that people do. I think we've, I've already been through this on the show before that one of my favorite clubs, my favorite rock club, <laughs> my favorite, there's no one of my, okay. Right. There's no qualifier here. You're, you're flat yeah, out. No, I mean, you can say one of my favorite ice cream flavors is like mint chocolate chip. <laughs> that, that's like saying nothing. You know what I mean? Like you can have 48 other favorite ice cream flavors. That's so, true. That's true. Um, my favorite rock club in the world is the Adelphi club at Hall. And so it's always a pleasure to be in there. I don't care if there's three people or 300 and, um, Pearl's cab rides playing. And the turnout was amazing. I mean, it was, cause they kind of ban us as far as I can gather plays like once or twice a year. And the average age was like my age. Um, so, and there's loads of people I'd never seen before yeah. and yeah, 50 or whatever. Yeah. And Lynn Acton was singing Pearl's cab ride is just like, groovy r&b funky jazzy like five to six piece band um and she comes on and sings about half the songs like um they were just like badass and they sounded great and all people all kinds of people there's about 150 people and like people are dancing and having a really great time and like you know drinking it was just a really really lovely evening it's like the kind of evening that puts a wonderful smile on her face well recently lynn who's just a marvelous singer. Um, she's hooked up with a pretty cool band that largely unfamiliar with called the Broken Orchestra. And um, but they put out a bunch of stuff. Um, most recently, they put a really cool album that I listened to a bunch in the last five days called Pathways in 2019 on a label called A Bridge Too Far. Um, this is the new single by Lynn Acton and the Broken Orchestra, um, released recently. Not extremely well-known outside of Hall, which doesn't matter, because mm -hmm. the, the Hall quality is always there. This is a beautiful song. You can hear the, uh, well, you tell me. It's, it's called Tomorrow by Lynn Acton and the Broken Orchestra. A light that gets interrupted, a hope being able to see, a heart that shapes our future. Like a tale with no happy endings Look, the yellow moon above us bright See the stars through the darkest of the night Happiness has been It's not the thing you ever 
beautiful. Yeah, she's good. She, you, can, you can hear. I can hear that song like being like you know like in a James Bond film or something. It's fantastic and for sure. A definite but, vibe to it. Um, yeah, and Lena L Y N um, A C T O N, and um, she's cool. She's one of those. She's diminutive, and she just—you can tell she just sings with a great big, huge smile on her face. You know, she's yeah. a lovely lady. Yeah, and, uh, that's the only time I've ever encountered in my life when I saw Pearl Scabride, which is her longtime band, the Broken Orchestra. They kind of band where they 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 perform with a lot of guest vocalists. Um, and uh, yeah, check out Pathways. Okay. I think the as far as I know, the only way to really like a lot of bands. Um, is through their Bandcamp page, which I think is the brokenorchestra.bandcamp.com. Good, cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I've said this before, and it's it's. I don't know why they don't do it. Maybe it's it could be because of resources. It could be a business decision. But if if Bandcamp were to allow users to create playlists and share them like you can on Spotify, um, it would be a absolute game changer and i know that there are so many people that listen to spotify or other streaming services that like are hoping and wishing to to move to bandcamp but bandcamp almost because it's so artist-centric like you have to buy things first and you have to like you can't it's 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 very much like album centric based on what the artist is Picking for you to listen to, um, if they made it much more user focused, I know that there are a lot of people that would switch over. But anyway, that's that's me and my. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like for example, like um, I make um, playlists for a couple of establishments, um, Galaxy Taco in New Orleans. Um, my dear friend Kenny Jackson runs that place, and. I've never been because I've been to New Orleans. He, he's, he's, I think he opened just before the pandemic. Looks really cool. I've heard a lot of great things. And I make playlists for him. And then I, Whitney works at Bartender's Handshake, which is a great bar here in Des Moines. I make their playlists. And like, <clears throat> I would much rather pay to like to make a playlist using Bandcamp. Like, so if you had yeah. to pay, like, if you're making a playlist and you paid let's just say like a dime per song to make like a 30 song playlist. So it would cost the user like three bucks. And I would much rather pay. So that each, like every band I put on there gets a dime. Right. Right. I mean, there's so many ways that they can do it. I mean, they kind of do it right now. Like if you go to band camp, think about it. Like when you made mixtapes, when you were 16 for your friends or whatever, you'd have to buy the tape. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like the whole process, like, so if you made a mixtape for like, um, your teenage girlfriend, your main squeeze, or like, you know, some nerd that. that I, I hope I hope you're talking about when I was in high school, not when I was in my thirties. Whatever you know, it doesn't matter. But like, <laughs> well, it does. It, it does. does. Uh, you're talking about my teenage girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, how was she? Was she a nice girl? <laughs> um, uh, but, but like, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's like. So with that process back then in 
obviously in the whenever yeah you know it costs 80s, you five bucks to make 90s. a mixtape plus all the sure. time so like sure. you, you definitely would pay, I'd, you know easily pay five dollars to make a playlist knowing that every artist i put on there um was going to get a you know dime for the track well yeah so that's one way of doing it i mean the other way of doing it and what Bandcamp kind of already does is if you play an artist or if you play a song more than two or three times there's like a it knows based on your user login and it pops yeah, up and says yeah. you need to buy this right because you're already playing it enough so yeah buy actually it. no i just did the broker's tip we just broker's tip records.bandcamp.com is now a thing it's about 20 days old yep and i've um sold some t-shirts and stuff off of it and yep whatever and so some stickers um so you can set that. You yep. can set. Right. Yep. It's one of the settings. Like, yep. so say somebody's listening to like Stay Behind by Odd Pets. Um, they can listen to it, you know, I think the most is 10 times for free. Yeah. Okay. It's, so, so it's like between like one and 10 times. Yeah. You know, so whatever. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean. But so- yeah, no, I don't know. I think maybe Bandcamp's like, keep in mind, how old is Bandcamp? Like less than five or I mean, it's probably older than five years old. Um, yeah. Just, I I've, no I've only been aware of it for like five years. Right. Exactly. Um, or maybe less. You know. So, you know, I mean, maybe it's an opportunity. Bandcamp, if you're listening, talk to me. I've got <laughs> They're ideas. They're not. But like, <laughs> I know. we'd have to reach out to him. You, you could reach out to them. Yeah. No, I know. Isn't I'm, it? Is, I mean, you could. I mean, it might be a great idea. Like, I have some good ideas too. Because um, not a day goes by where you don't see somebody juxtaposing Spotify versus Bandcamp in some way to incriminate Spotify. Right. Well, I mean, in, in... and to applaud Bandcamp. Sure, and you know, I think part of it is ease of use and ease of access, and if. There are ways of getting around that, especially if you've got a an audience, a certain audience that is predisposed to already wanting to support artists more. Um, if you make it easier for them to do so, then they will. Anyway, that's that's my soapbox. Let's get back to. Well, the see music. one thing about no, I'm not. Let's not because I've got okay. one more comment to make. Um, I one thing that really bothers me about. Spotify and what's the other one that's a big Pandora? There's Pandora. I mean, I don't know if Pandora is as big as it used to be. Um, you know, it was Apple, big like Apple Music, Amazon Music. Like, there's yeah, yeah, but I'm saying Pandora was a big thing mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Pandora was one and of the, the way, first, yeah. The, the way their algorithms work, where like, um, you make a playlist of like 10 songs, and then and then so if you're in a bar, like, you know, Whitney makes a like a 10 song playlist real quick. She wants to hear 10 songs and like that's all the time she had. She's making drinks. Then like after the 10th song that it goes to like, what ifs, right. you know, like whatever, right. whatever their algorithms are. It's like yep. band band camp obviously doesn't need that process. When we're talking about the new division of band camp, the band camp playlist. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah. I mean, they can still mine that information if they wanted to, you know, in a smarter way. They can. Because they could do it based on the songs that you added and what people that bought those songs also bought. 
because right. they have all this information. You can go and you can if see. If they want to, if they want if to. If they maybe. want to, but it seems like yeah. they, it seems like they just... should. You know, it's it's how I've it's how I've even discovered some things. You know, you can go to uh, listeners or power listeners. You know, power influencers. I mean, people like Mark Masters, who you know, who's written for um, Pitchfork and has written a lot of different stuff. He now writes for Bandcamp. You can go to his playlist and you can be like, what is in his collection? How do I learn about new music? Like, you can create radio, quote, radio, Bandcamp radio stations based on the collection of Mark Masters or based on the collection of me or you. Like, there's ways to do this sort of stuff that isn't hard. So... Well, I do know this with Spotify. Like, I think you pay. Yeah. Like, if you're a band, you pay to get... So, like, if you made a playlist that had, like, whatevs, the songs were playing on tonight's show. Right. Then, algorithmically, it would choose, like, so the the twelve songs that would come after the seven or eight or nine songs we play on the show tonight, um, you pay to you, you pay extra to be on that list. Sure. Yeah. Right. You right. know. Yep. I mean, there's so, there's there's plenty of which ways. Which is also messed up. It it you know? it just like it is. It's it, like when you put like on the pavement page like a Facebook post and like. Do you want to pay to promote this post? It's, you know, like you know, it's it's the twenty. I don't even know what they do then. Twenty first century version of payola, but we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Bandcamp. Those are your free ideas from me for the day. I'm gonna play some. Well, music. did I tell you? Like, you know, of course, you don't play. Actually, I'll play that story after another song. But I have a lot of other things. You know, okay. we. I guess this is a music podcast. So, like, <laughs> so, so the next. For the next 20 minutes will be conversation free. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to play something from back in the day, early punk rock. Uh kind of I guess almost like it's sort of punk rock but also um what would you call like the TV personalities? Not punk rock. Yeah, well, not kind of punk rock, but like like out like grew out of punk rock but doesn't have the same i don't know know, designation anxiety anyway um similar similar vibe this is a band called o level run by mr ed ball who is also in teenage film stars um i imagine you passed your o level so you passed your a levels though like uh i i I, yeah i i guess yeah um but uh, you don't have that in the United States, Mike. You didn't have to face that. I didn't. Um, no. O level is uh, they released a few singles. There's a, a really, really good compilation that came out a few years ago on Moonster Records that collects a lot of their early singles. And this is one of them. It's called uh, Pseudo Punk. I think this one came out in 77, 78. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to take us to like late 70s London. Late 70s London, led by Mr. Ed Ball. Um, Ed Ball's a legend. And and it's it's kind of in the same vein of part-time punks. You know, this is Ed Ball saying he's a pseudo-punk. Or even even the Mekons, you know, answering The Clash's White Riot with Never Been in a Riot, you know, kind of like, I'm... I'm punk, but I'm not quite punk, and I'm, like, putting on an act. Uh, 
Too funny to be punk. Yeah, so here you go. Pseudo punk. <laughs> ending where you don't yeah. even know it's coming and in fact it surprised me so yeah it's a banger because uh, you know, like this the song i played the, the broken orchestra song had that groovy fade out and yours had the flood <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah, it that groove um, down that turning down the knobs like you know like you know stay in the song but like it's over now like you're just yeah well that was like you know that was fantastic. If, like, I, I so I'm glad you liked it, Bob. I I, yeah. I knew you would like it, and I was especially excited when before the show when we were talking. I said, "Are you familiar with O Level?" And you said, "Well, I looked them up before the show, and I knew yeah, that I don't know meant." That. I don't, I, no, I never heard, never heard of them in my life. I knew that meant that was the first time you yeah. were going to hear it, and I was very excited because. Um, I had only recently discovered them myself, and it's just a really fun, happy, uh, really pleasant discovery. So I'm glad I was able to share that with you because I knew you'd love cool. it. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when you do that. Me too. I mean, this is what the show's yeah. about, right? It's about you bringing songs that I don't know and that I. Yeah, can, can you, you know what, Mike? Grab yourself another one of those monster. What do you call those beers you drink? Uh, a monster? No, I have a mountain, Mountains Majestic from Sas, Sasquatch Brewing. That's what I'm drinking this evening. Fantastic. Um, we'll talk about you climbing You climbed Mount Tabor recently. I, I, the statue. I clown, climbed Mount Tabor today. You clowned it. You, you, no, you were the clown. I clowned it. Um, I, I climbed it with, with your, your buddy Lance Bangs, reached out to me and said... Your buddy Lance Bangs. Your and buddy he's, Lance Bangs. He's now my Lance buddy, Bangs too. But yeah. But... Thanks to you, I uh, you know I he's he's my neighbor as well. He lives just a few blocks away from me. Yeah, well, you you know you've got Larry Crane. You like you walk out the door, you bump into Larry Crane. That's right, Larry you know, Larry Crane Studios right around is the like corner. A series of luminaries whose names start with L. 
<laughs> That's right. I don't even. I don't have one friend who's, who's name starts with L. No, Larry Lewis. Larry Lewis. Larry Lewis. Larry yeah. Lewis. See, there you go. Larry Lewis. Yeah. Double um, L. Double L. So, so yeah. Anyway, back to um, we we kind of went on a, a little tangent there. Back to O level. Um, just a fun, super catchy. You know, I mean, I think TV personalities is a good comparison. Um, just like classic early punk rock that uh, I think for whatever reason never really made it to the U.S. and probably not as well known as they should be, but um, really, really great well, stuff. Well, I mean, the volume of music in the late 70s coming out of there. Yes. I yeah. mean, it's amazing. Exactly. So like, yeah. But I'm happy that you dug them out and and played them and are there any other good tunes uh oh yeah oh yeah um wouldn't it wonder so like they've got a bunch of good tunes a bunch of good tunes i could play one more i mean they're all short you want to hear one more well come okay. on what are we doing a pot we're doing a music pod. we are we are okay shoot the shit podcast the, this one is called everybody's on revolver tonight and it kind of is a shout out to all their uh, label mates and Rosillos, and I think even mentions TV personalities. Um, but yeah, just talking about all the bands that are on their label. So, yeah. I wonder if John MacArthur's. This band, I'm looking forward to asking John MacArthur if he's heard of O Level. Oh yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, he yeah, ha- I hope he hasn't because you know, I mean, wouldn't you love to turn him on to something? Uh, well, so John fantastic. Would like John would do this, yeah. yeah. So here yeah, you go. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit. Hit me with the revolver one. Uh, Everybody's on revolver tonight, O-Level. John and Gerald, Dick and Nick, Chris and Dave have also gone. I'm left here all on my own, which is why I'm here alone. They've all gone to see the badges, they're on next after X-ray space. Everybody's on revolver. Everybody's on revolver. Everybody's on revolver. Everybody's on revolver. 
<laughs> Shout out to the Rosillos, the Swell Maps, part-time punks and pseudo punks. That was cool. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, Eddie Ball. Eddie Ball, Mr. Ed Ball. Anyway, to clarify a question from from that I asked you from uh, last week's show, episode uh-huh. 152, uh-huh. Um, you, when you played 86, Mac McNeely. Yep. And I, I wondered how Mac hooked up with um, the famous The Jesus Lizard. Oh, did you did you do a little recon? Did you did you? Uh, do some I'm post po- did you do some post work on this one no no a, 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 a listener it's a great guy okay uh it goes by i believe jh Sart- mr sartori with the s to the a to the r to the t-o-r-i okay. contacted me with the answer oh yeah he contacted me with the answer and this with a story and mm. in the twitter message and he said 86 open for scratch acid at some point and um Mac and David Yao had a conversation about whatevs, and they exchanged phone numbers. And then Yao, weeks later, called Mac and to talk about recording together or just doing something together. Um, and somewhat famously, um, obviously back then there would have just been the the old school tape recorder message machine. Right. Uh, Matt got the phone message and thought that David Yao, um, who left a very simple message, um, said that his name was David Al, (laughs) A-L, and just completely ignored it. And so there was a delay before they actually hooked up. And that's part of part of the joke. But it's a guy who runs Wuck Street Records told Mr. Sartori this story. Okay. So just just to clarify. Wuck yeah, Street is a classic uh record store, right? In What's the one of, yeah, one of the top twenty record stores in American history. Yeah. In in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. W to the U to the X to T R Y. That's right. Very yeah. cool. Well, Doug- th- Thanks for revisiting that. Uh, a nice little addendum, a little asterisk. Anyway, and, and if Mr. Sartori would like to send me his mailing address, he'll get a free numbered and autographed edition of the Three Songs podcast sticker. Oh, and they're beautiful. I got mine, and yeah. I've kind of been have hoarding you signed them. Yours? Have you signed yours? I have not signed mine. Um, because yeah, make sure you get a fine tip pen because they're not very big. They're I know two by two they inches, are. Yeah. I need a fine tip pen. I should sign mine. I've been hoarding mine. I've, I've given away a couple to some friends. Um, but That's I've fine. Been, That's I've fine. Been, I've been hoarding. Mission. Nothing is. Nothing is at the three songs. Podcast. Yeah, they're they're limited. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm making sure that whoever gets them is a worthy re- recipient. So now, Mister Sartori. I mean, my God, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets his. So yeah, if you're listening, you tell a good J- story, you H- get a, you 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 get a sticker. You tell a good Sartori, bro. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll take us to New York City, a band that started in 2003. Okay. Somewhat ironically named Brazilian Girls. There's nobody Brazilian in the band. Um, they don't even use any Brazilian rhythms, although they use, use a wide variety of rhythms. Um, they have an Argentinian keyboard player named Didi Gutman. And um, close. I guess they're most well-known for their flamboyant Italian singer, whose name is Sabina Shuba, very fashionable woman. 
and usually they're from Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn or yeah, I think Brooklyn. Um, Aaron Johnson, Jesse Murphy. I'm going to play one off of a more recent album of theirs, which is on the San Francisco label called Six Degrees that I'm largely unfamiliar with. The album is named Let's Make Love. And this song is Salve, which is like an, you know, an Italian salutary, like, uh, hello. Um, so yeah, Salve by Brazilian Girls.
Look at you bringing another beautiful vibe. Another heavy fade, another beautiful vibe. Um, Beautiful song with a woman singer. Uh, Yeah, I think all my songs tend to have a lead. That's great. Ladies on the mic. That's great. Um, Because I think I'm bringing all dudes. So it's perfect. The yin and the yang, right? You can hit them with it. I guess that's what they call it. But yeah, now uh, Brazilian Girls, they started in 2003. I think they put out just a handful of albums out. The first few on, were on Verve. Um, Sabina herself has a solo record, which came out on Bar None in 2014, which is definitely worth checking out. Cool. Um, this cool band. I like that. Never saw them live. Yeah. You know, listened to them over the years. And like that, I think that's actually, a, you know, it's interesting how it all works because like, about deep cuts and stuff like that um and hits like a lot of their songs that would be their hits are the ones that like aren't really my favorites and i guess Mm. you know when you delve into a band that's just the way it works just comes down to your own particular taste but um yeah brazilian girls check them out you know them right i don't i don't um i mean i think i've heard the name but I, i really don't know anything about them so thanks for the tip I'll, I'll dig yeah. into them for sure. Yeah, brokershipbrokers.com. They're not on there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the new Lucy Arnell EP and the new Piranorama EP will be, and we also have a recent release by the mighty Martin Dosh. Yeah. Summertime Time, which came out. The day it came out, it was minus 7 here and minus 18 in Minneapolis where Martin lives. He's, of course, most famous for being Martin Tosh, but... He's also famous for being Andrew Bird. He's, I know, I played Dosh. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say episode 37. You did. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could look if like you that. want to know exactly. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Don't, don't bother. Come okay. on, Mike. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you've played you've played Dosh before, for sure. But one, one of my dear friends, and it's great to have him on the broker's tip. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait to hear it. I'll, I'll have to buy my copy. I'll throw one in the mail. Well, Yes. But Keep in mind, we sell them. You know, we sell the records at Brokers Tip for just above cost, and we, right. we also have a Bandcamp page now. Which is which is why I feel like I need to pay my way. You know, I mean, I know you're. Well, you've always been that kind of guy. Yeah, you, know? you, you don't. You, you want it. You've you always been the kind of guy music. that would be on the guest list for for a show and be like, "Yeah, give the plus one to my buddy. I'll pony up the twelve bucks." Yeah, right. Well, sure. You know, and it's like yeah. share the love. Like here. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a plus one, but I'm bringing three friends, and we'll, you know, like just cut the cost of the two tickets that we're getting for free. We'll buy merch. Spread, it. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, well, I like that. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears a little. I'm gonna go back Welcome. to y- you went, you, you kind of referenced episode 152. I'm gonna do the same. On that show, you played uh, Dungan. Is that how you Dunyan, say it? Dunyan. Dunyan. Um, yeah. D-U-N-G. Swedish, Swedish psych rock. Swedish nuts. Yeah. And um, it led me to start talking about these weird Swedish, uh, I guess, hippie psych <sighs> folk dudes They've been around for a hundred years. They've been around for a hundred years, even though they're like in their early seventies. Close to that. So they've been around. Their first album was nineteen sixty nine. I'm going to play a song from that. 
Uh, I'm talking about a band called Trod Gras Oakstenar, which means um, trees, grass, oak, and oaks, and stone. Is yeah, what, I think I think um, Trodden. 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 Just the trees. That's the trees. The trees. Yeah, exactly. So they started as Trodgrass Oakstenar, released a number of records for years. They recently, so 1969 was their first LP. I'll play a song from that. And then. This is when they were going to play a song when they were four years old. (laughs) When they were four years old. They're going to play a song when they're like my age. Right, exactly. And then a couple years ago, they put out an album. Uh, self-titled album because they're now going by the name Trodden, which as yeah, you as you the mentioned trees. Is the trees. Um, so yeah, we'll start with beautiful album cover. It is a beautiful. It's a beautiful album. Beautiful album cover. Like for me, this is these guys were like this hippie folk collective doing this weird music. I don't know what their story was, but they were kind of connected to. Um, there's a band called Parsons Sound and another band called Harvester that was also International Harvester. It's all this kind of weird, like, hippie folk, psych rock stuff that for me is much more interesting when you talk about, like, jam band music than what a lot of people think of when they think of jam band music. So uh, keep that in mind as you're listening to it. Like, if... If someone was like, yeah, I'm really okay. into a jam band, you know, like my mind goes to this stuff and I wish this were what most people thought Bill Walton listened to. Right. wish it was what Bill Walton listened to. That's right. That's right. I, if, if like this is what you people... You should make a band camp playlist instead of Bill Walton. <laughs> a band camp playlist of what Bill Walton should listen to. I would put this on there for sure. Yeah. Uh Trodgrass Oaks Denar from their first album, self-titled album. And the song is called Sanningen's Silver Flood something. I don't Fantastic know. pronunciation. Yeah, no, it's really probably the score from just the completely awful. But um, anyway, the song is much matter. The yeah. song is no, much better it, than my pronunciation, so I will. I will don't worry about it. You, you did your best. Yeah, I did. It was not very yeah. good, but here you go. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs>
riksdagsman och riksdagsman var återväl idag. Var brojlen vattnig och luktar fisk, var skinkan utan smak. Vi vet att du inte har det så lätt, din ställning är ganska svag. Vad som göras skalle alla redan gjort på Bank av Amerika. De skickar hit sitt fiskmjöl från Japan och Peru. Och allt du kan göra är att äta upp och tro att allting är normal. 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 I like that you're bringing the additional percussion this evening. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm anxious to get back in the groove, but uh, yeah, I can tell. Um, you know, if they translate, um, I'll translate the Swedish um, chant at the end. Yeah, um, during the clapping bit, <laughs> it was um, it was uh, Swedish. In Swedish, they said they will legalize marijuana in New Jersey in 2021. <laughs> Prophetic, too, uh, huh? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. <laughs> Huh. Incredible. Amazing. They didn't do that in 2018. They did it in 1969. They knew. Yeah. But you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit us with some trodden. Uh, uh, Trod- I'll do some trodden. Tr- I'll do some trodden. So T R with an umlaut that's t- above the A. Yeah. D E N. That's right. right. That's right. That's an umlaut, right? That's, that's right. That's an umlaut. I think that is an umlaut. Um. So as an intro to this song, I will note coming out of that last one. That's from their first album, which started off with an eight-minute cover of All Along the Watchtower and then led into an 11-minute cover of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. So that's kind of <laughs> that, that's the sort of vibe they were putting down in 1969. Um, but with that in mind, let's, let's jump to 2018 with Trodden. Um, and this is a song... Trodden. It, it's, per, it's translated, Oh No... The song is Ah Nay or something like that. I don't know. Again, my Swedish is horrible. But yeah, from their 2018 self-titled record as Trodden. Here you go. Enjoy this. It's good. Thank you. Det får inte hända mig 
Trodden, one of my favorite records from 2018. Yeah, it's, you know, I I was wondering, like, I'd, what that would sound like at 45 RPM. <laughs> uh, it would um, be a little more also, like, aggro, missed, for sure. Like, I'm sorry, I missed, what'd you say? I said it would be a little more aggro, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that guy, like, whatever the guitar sound he had going on. Right. Is pretty amazing and I love the percussion me too and they would be you played jungin is that how you say it dunyan dunyan, dunyan. last show uh another swedish band um i would just love to see the two of them play together live i would hope and imagine that has maybe happened at some point well can you imagine that as a double bill That'd be pretty intense. Yeah, you need a nice um, a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, tr- trod and, and trod. Comfortable Gross. chair, comfortable chair. Hukstenar, uh, classic Swedish psych prog, yeah. whatever the hell you want to call it. No, we've definitely covered that on episode one fifty two and one fifty three, haven't we? We have, we yeah, have, yeah. and you know. Are you yearning to go to Sweden? Uh, I don't know if I'm yearning to go anywhere right now. I mean, I am in... Well, I'm saying, you know, at some point... Uh, sure, I would love to. I've been never, around for like, uh, like at least 60 more years. I've never... Sure that's true. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Um, I, will, yeah. I will live into my... Uh, uh, one teens, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, I would love to go to Sweden. I've never been to any Scandinavian countries. Um, you know, I mean, I've really only been to a few European countries. I'm not as well traveled certainly as you. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe one of these days I can and will could go to Ross, Ross Right, it's the Roskilde Festival. Yeah. yeah, that's that's chaotic. Yeah, I bet. Um, I think that um, you, we should definitely show up in the HQ at uh, which is Newmarket in the UK to sure. see Dear Alex run. You know, okay. our horse. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Emma Berry production. Emma. Uh, yeah, dear Emma Berry, and we talked about female listeners earlier in the show. We have Emma Berry's. Em- and Emma's uh, a regular listener. Shout out to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to her. She's right out of quarantine. She'll be walking um, the dogs up the heath mm-hmm. and uh, looking after dear Alex is her husband, John Barry, the trainer. And of course, Sean MacArthur is also part owner. But I'll keep you in Scandinavia. Okay. I love that. And I highly recommend that you visit the city of Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Copenhagen, Copenhagen, Copenhagen. At some point, and I'm going to play a song by a band that's actually kind of huge in Denmark. Yeah, right. Yeah, the Ravionettes, Sharon Fu and Sinead Rosa Wagner. Um, basically a duo, but they definitely employ two or three other musicians when they play. Um, this, they're probably their biggest album of all time was an album called Pretty in Black, which came out in 2005. I think they started right around the turn of the millennium. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this was on the European version of Columbia Records. Went gold, actually, in Denmark. And featured appearances by Mo Tucker, Ronnie Spector, Martin Rowe from Suicide. I don't. They're definitely not on this song. This is a song by the Ravionettes called Seductress of Bums. I lie when you kiss 
Is it? Uh, so they're a band that I'm like somewhat familiar with, but not like too deeply familiar with. 
and I hadn't heard that song, I kind of tend to think of them, and maybe I'm incorrect in doing so, but as almost the Danish White Stripes. And maybe it was because they came out at the same around the same time, or maybe a little later. White Stripes predated them. Yeah, but you know, like like a duo. Yeah, but but a you know, I think by the time they came out, the White Stripes were getting big, and they were a duo, and maybe being marketed as such. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, European version of. I'm sure, like, you know, when the White Stripes went to Europe, then they would have been like kind of an obvious choice as a support band, which I don't know happened, but like. Um, they're massively famous in their own country. They're like two of the most recognizable rock stars in Denmark. Well, I say that, I mean, I, I bring up that comparison and that reference because in my mind I was thinking that, but musically... Wagner and Sharon Fitt. Yeah, musically that didn't sound anything like that at all. No, I think they're more like kind of in the... They're mellower. Yeah, for it's sure. White Stripes kicked it. They're more like in the... I mean, I think definitely their chief influence is the Velvet Underground. Yeah. Oh, I, I can I can for sure hear that. I mean, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. Love the reverb. Singer. Love the reverb on, and, on the guitar. Yeah. No, I definitely know what they're doing. Um, you, you know, I think it's interesting, like, you know, to be a huge rock star in, in Northern Europe is like, you know, and I don't think they, I, I'm sure they would have played here at some point. Um, probably but it's a completely different endeavor I mean like you know there's a lot of great places to play all over Europe so sure I mean keep in mind like you're talking to I would even say well no but definitely in Pavement's case like Pavement is far better known the overall shape of things in the UK and Europe um, which are now two separate beings but um you think then, so more so than in the U.S.? Oh yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, now definitely is... in the U.K. I mean, pavement's bigger in the U.K. than anywhere else. Well, aside from like Northern California, you know, because and now would yeah, you no. would you say that's true in the aggregate in terms of the number of fans or just like percentage of people that are likely to know who pavement is? Yeah, percentage of people who know who okay. Pavement is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it's possible there could be more fans in the U.S., but of course... Numbers, yeah. But yeah. Like, no, Pavement's okay. not a household name. No, that's true. The U.S. never has been, never will be. Yeah. Um, but fair. in the U.K., I mean, you know, which I'm grateful for. I mean... Yeah. And, you know, then keep in mind, we played just as much mm-hmm. in... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, U.S. is big. Australia as well. U.S. is big. It's big. There's a lot of lot yeah. of space, a lot of land, for sure. Yeah, too. I mean, I've had, I mean, I, actually, I haven't ever done it, but like, going through like at all the places that all the different towns and cities that we played in the U.S. It's in Canada. I mean, like, it was right. amazing to talk to Dave. Like, he's never played in Saskatoon and Winnipeg and like. <laughs> sure you know calgary and like you know so who knows we got around i mean we i mean people like it's funny like when pavements referred to as a slacker band because it was i mean we loved it but it was 
hard graft. There was a lot of miles traveled. You know? Sure. Of that course. Was, keep in mind, you're talking to a guy that was behind the wheel for a hell of a lot of it until, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in the first several years, you know, with Absolutely. Gary Young, whole Gary Young planted up there in the, in the loft space back there. He's an amazing character to be around. Amazing, but yeah, who knows? So, anyways, you're going to end the show. Enough about. I'm going to 90s life. I'm going to end the show. You know, we talked about America. I'm going to play a truly American song uh, from 1970. Uh, this is Let's take it to New Orleans. Yeah, that's right. Absolute yeah. New Orleans. Uh, I made f- some real good dirty rice the other day. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. Well, this would have been. You, had a, that? you ever had dirty rice? Uh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This would have been a fantastic, oh, yeah, dirty right. fantastic soundtrack for making dirty rice. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. This this song is called Gator Tail. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one put that in. From now you featured the gator. That's a side dish. Dirty rice is side dish to the gator tail. To the gator tail, yeah. Yeah. From from um, nineteen seventy, written by Alan Toussaint. Um, of course, classic. New Orleans songwriter, musician. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lee Dorsey from, uh, from Yes We Can, uh, one of the funkiest albums you'll ever hear. Um, that's a hell of a recommendation. Uh, that's saying it, a lot. It really is, but it's, it's a good record. Gator Tail. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Be amazing, Lee. Now let me see you. Let me see you get 
incroyable. Yeah. I don't know how you can listen to that song and not smile or not move. That is. I like the way that the, the, the drums are so up in the mix. Oh, it's so. It's just the. There's a easy back by the meters, wasn't he? Yeah, right. The and, meters, still, I think they still, as far as I know, some version of them still kind of kicks around. The meters, classic New Orleans. Oh, man, you know, the meters, I, don't, I know they turn up in Louisville every time they go on the road. Yeah. I don't know if they played, but I mean, you want to see it. Go see the meters, man. But that, I think they usually were the backing band for Lee Dorsey. I would imagine. For yeah, many that years. makes that makes sense. I know Alan Toussaint um, is involved with the meters as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just like classic New Orleans funk soul. Uh, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Dirty Rice. Fantastic. Dirty Rice. Yeah, Dirty Rice, yeah. <laughs> We're out. I'm, that went fast. That, it did? That thing of Dirty Rice, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> well... Anyways, we'll be back with episode 154 um, before you know it. And you know what? I did not tell you my middle name. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's Mike G. Hogan. Mike yep. G. Uh, the G stands uh, for Gerard. Gerard. Gerard, which was my grandfather's, my mother's father. Um, that was his name. Uh, but... I have since also learned he was French, you know, French uh, yeah, Canadian. Gerard, Gerard. Gerard. But I have learned since that St. Gerard is the patron saint of pregnant women. So there are, this is not why I was named, you know, my middle name is Gerard. It was because of my grandfather. But there are a lot of Irish Catholics with the middle name of Gerard because women were praying to St. Gerard to have a um, an easy pregnancy. Or if they had a difficult pregnancy, they were praying to St. Gerard that everything would be okay. So when the baby was born, they would often name um, the middle name after St. Gerard. So there you go. Well, that was a certainly an Interesting asterisk to end tonight's <laughs> podcast by you, Mike. I, I bet Keep you. That in mind, I man. bet you didn't think we were going to end it that way, but um, there you, you have know. it. Yeah, speak, speak with you soon. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bob. Yeah. Love you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Get sleep well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you know, we do this for yeah. you. We do this for get a, a sticker. Get a sticker. Get a sticker. Uh, yeah, thanks. I don't know how you get one. Thanks for listening. Well, you'll figure it out. Um, Yeah, they're on the uh, Progressive Records Bandcamp page. Yeah. Uh, We'll send you one for, like, you know, sending one for correcting something or telling us something that we did wrong or right or whatever. Yeah. We'll send you one. Okay. Stamps are 55 cents. You can find us. International, we don't care. Those those things are pretty. It's like a a cactus to me. Those stamps are cool. So, I love you, man. All right. Love you, too. Thanks, everyone. We'll do this again soon. Have a good night. You, too.